I might have to start, you know, maybe that should be one of my new year's resolutions, like right, putting down a list of, of, of ridiculous things that are said. Uh, 2022 had some of them, uh, you know, brought up the one before about uh, Daniel Jones deserves MVP. He wasn't even voted to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> has, has, has anyone ever gotten MVP votes that was not even uh, voted to the Pro Bowl? I don't think so. And I, I don't even know that he's the MVP of his own team, but he should, he should definitely, yes, he should, get, he should garner votes for, for NFL MVP. That, that would make a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Zach Wilson could be like Brett Favre. I'm almost afraid to keep going to the phones. Maybe like at some point, am I, um, am I like an enabler of like this craziness? This is what happens when people, maybe it's partly that like the playoffs are in sight. It's, it's getting people all worked up in a way that they, they've not felt like, you know, Googling mock drafts for two, two months before the, the season ends. That doesn't get people nearly as worked up. The Zach Wilson thing, man, people are, he is, uh, he's got it. Maybe he's, maybe he should do like a reality show after the, you know, whenever the career is over, because uh, apparently he, whatever that is, he's got it. He has got it. He gets people, he gets people going. Not the offense so much, but he does get people going. Let's go to uh, Brian is in Milburn. Brian, next up on uh, ESPN New York. Brian, what's going on, pal? Hey, pal, what's going on, Damien? You know, I'm one of your fans. Oh, um, thank you. You're I the just one. never right. in my whole entire life, right, going. Yeah. Heard a lot of people beg for people jobs. Uh-huh. In any work industry in America, if you cannot produce, there's nobody going to be begging for your job. Right. I don't understand. I never even – he's going to be Brett Favre in three years? Not, Yo, not he sure has to works. be drinking. Yeah. He just started drinking. It might be. It is a day for drinking. And look, be safe, you know, like, uh, you know, designated yeah, driver, I'm, I'm work the safe. Uber, work the Lyft, whatever you got to do. I'm not sure. Is that, what, is that all you got for me, Brian? No, 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 okay. no. And right. Daniel Jones, and you know, maybe I've been listening to ESPN and on the radio, and I have a lot of people, some people like, oh, you know, uh, we, we, uh, I don't want Daniel Jones. Da, da, da. Uh, we should pay him all that money. I'm, I'm saying surprise, y'all. If y'all don't pay him that money, a lot of people are starting for quarterbacks. Somebody is. Yeah. Um... And y'all too high in the draft. Sure. I mean, he was the sixth pick in the draft. Uh, I don't know. Look, I mean, I, and thanks for the phone call, Brian. I gave you the names earlier of, of free agent quarterbacks. Um, you know, Derek Carr might be one if he gets cut by the, the Raiders. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo might be one. Uh, Baker Mayfield might be one. Sam Darnold might be one. Uh, yeah, so if, if Daniel Jones, uh, you know, I, I think with, with Giant fans a lot of times, since it's become clearer and clearer that he is going to be the guy beyond this year, you know, it, it almost feels like giant fans are, are designing the contract that, so that it's favorable to the team, right? Like he, even though they, they realize he's going to be the answer long-term, they, they don't want to go, uh, you know, hog wild in terms of, uh, you know, overpaying or anything like that. Like I, I've seen, um, I've heard some people, oh, you know, we'll give him a two-year deal, maybe three, we'll give him an option for the, no, you're going to have to at least give them a three-year deal. The numbers that I've seen is, and it kind of lines up with, if you're paying, you know, uh, the the you know from twelve to fifteen in terms of quarterback salaries, it's about twenty-five million dollars a year. So you're probably looking at something along the lines of at least three years and probably seventy-five million dollars for for Daniel Jones. And with all the questions that he had coming into the season, he has earned that. So uh, I know that before. 
uh, we got too deep into the season. It was, oh, maybe you can franchise, you know, either Saquon or franchise Daniel Jones. But, yeah, you would have to think with the, the amount of teams that are looking for quarterbacks every single year, there would be definitely some, some interest in Daniel Jones. I think it's probably in his best interest to stay with the organization that he's been with this entire time. But if, if it turns out that the Giants don't, you know, don't really want to pay him what he thinks he's worth, I, I would think that there would certainly be a market for him uh, around the NFL because the quarterbacks are, are, are overpaid all the time. They're overdrafted all the time. So uh, if it turns out that, uh, you know, Giants don't want to go hog wild, I, it would not shock me at all if there was one crazy team that said, you know what, we're a quarterback away. Like, look at what the, the Indianapolis Colts have been dealing with since the whole Andrew Luck thing. I mean, it's been it's been one thing after another, and now they're going to be picking up very high in the draft. They, they, they've tried to find an answer at that position, have not been able to find a long-term solution. They thought maybe they might have something here with Matt Ryan. That's been a disaster this year. So they're kind of starting over from scratch again. And these teams, you hold on to these guys until they prove to you they can't do it. Because you just keep hoping and praying that, you know, just a little bit more here, better offensive line, another weapon or two, you know, the defense just a little bit better. It'll work. Uh, and, and you overpay as a result, convincing yourself a lot of times. So if you're looking for the, the one maybe silver lining with the Jets is they're not going to do that with Zach Wilson. In terms of Zach Wilson, it's clear now you, you don't have to waste two or three more years trying to figure out the answer. The answer has already been made crystal clear to you. And the answer is he's not the guy. So now you got to go figure out who is the guy moving forward. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, what I learned this week on TikTok on the Gordon Damer Show. It is next, and it's only on 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. people it's a little bit later than usual but it is the gordon damer show it is a saturday and that music means one thing it means it is time for what i learned this week on tiktok now if you're new to the show new to the segment how it works is i as a 52 year old man spend way too much time on that tiktok app but it's because i learn so much on that tiktok app so every week i share the information that i've learned on the app with you and we do so through a fun little segment where I will uh, throw out questions to the uh, producers of the show that week. This week, it's Julian and Chantel. I'll give them four pieces of information, three of which are just something I've just made up out of my demented little head. Um, But one of the pieces of information is true, and they have to decipher which is the true piece of information and which is the made-up pieces of information. It's called What I Learned This Week on TikTok. Now, Julian, Chantel, hopefully you uh, both had a a nice holiday and are uh, ready to roll. Who uh, will be batting leadoff? in the segment today. I believe we've decided it will be me. I'll get All right, Julian. Started, start us off here. All right, here we go. Now, I think you did very well last time, no? Yeah, that was a I think you went two I, for two like, last time. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like that. Yeah. Move <laughs> you over to uh, the Dave Rothenberg show in the morning or something if that continues here. I need uh, some wrong answers. All right, here we go, uh, Julian. Uh, first up, 
Let's give you uh yeah, let's go over this one here. Uh Steve Irwin survived malaria, pneumonia, skin cancer, diabetes, a ruptured kidney, a crushed vertebrae, and two plane crashes before obviously uh meeting his demise because of that stingray. Number two. Canadian lottery winners must correctly answer a math, basic math questions before they are allowed to collect their winnings to make sure idiots don't become too rich. Number three, the address on SpongeBob SquarePants' driver's license is the same as Jeffrey Epstein's private island. And number four, the groceries that Kevin McAllister purchased in the movie Home Alone, the first one, for under $20, those same groceries today would cost, depending on the store, right around $100. So very wordy uh, pieces of information there, Julian, for you, but I'll recap them again just uh, to be clear. Number one, Steve Irwin in his life survived malaria, pneumonia, skin cancer, diabetes, a ruptured kidney, a crushed vertebrae, and two plane crashes. Number two, Canadian lottery winners must correctly uh, answer basic math questions without a calculator. I didn't put that in the first time. Without a calculator because um, they have to make sure idiots don't become too rich. Number three, the address on SpongeBob SquarePants driver's license is the same as Jeffrey Epstein's private island. And number four, the groceries that Kevin McAllister purchased in the first Home Alone movie for under 20 bucks would cost just right around $100 today. That's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. I gave you a lot to work with there. Um, I feel like I've heard two, but it okay. also sounds kind of made up. All right. I don't know. I'm kind of torn between one and four right now. One and four. All right. Well, <clears throat> got a 50-50 shot there. Right, yeah. And I think out of those two, I'm going to go with four. Four. The groceries that Kevin McAllister purchased in Home Alone for under 20 bucks would cost right around $100 today. Lock it in? Yeah, I'll lock that one in. No, I'm sorry. That is incorrect. It would wrong, go for about wrong, 60 bucks. Wrong, wrong, Yeah, 60 bucks. Uh, not 100, but uh, oh, well, that's not, uh, it's not uh, the most preposterous answer that's ever been given on this show. I believe that was the uh, paper towels fiasco with uh, Brian McGee back in the day. For those that don't know, uh, I gave Brian uh, one that uh, I said the, the, the term paper towels got their name, not because they're made of paper, but because you, back in the day you used to pay per towel. They would cost five cents. You had to pay a nickel each time. And that, I believe, is still, to this day, the worst answer ever given. But uh, I'm sorry. I digress, uh, Julian. Um, now, you still have three uh, answers left. Steve Irwin, the Canadian Lottery, or uh, SpongeBob SquarePants and, uh, SquarePants and Jeffrey Epstein. I guess I'll go with one here. You go with one. Steve Irwin. Choice. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Survive malaria, pneumonia, skin cancer, diabetes, a ruptured kidney, a crushed vertebrae, and two plane crashes. Lock it in. It's a lot, but if anyone could do it, it would be Steve, so I'll, yeah. lock, I'll lock it. Uh, no, that is incorrect. That was actually Ernest Hemingway. Uh, he actually did a lot more. He had a lot more things gone, I mean, seriously wrong with him. But uh, oh, he put it into the writing, people. No, Steve Irwin uh, had nothing to do with any of those things. All right, so you're down to the two that you uh, were dismissing as ridiculous to begin, and that's the beauty of the segment. It's fascinating but completely useless information. So uh, which of the two do you feel like you're going to go with? Canadian lottery winners must correctly answer math questions without a calculator to make sure that uh, idiots don't become too rich, or the address on SpongeBob SquarePants' driver's license is the same as Jeffrey Epstein's private island? I dismissed it to begin with, but I'll go with Canadian lottery winners here. Lock it in. Locking it in. 
Yes, that is absolutely correct. Yes, Canadian lottery winners must uh, correctly answer uh, basic math questions without a calculator to make sure that idiots don't become uh, too rich. Interesting. All right. <laughs> Chantel, you are next up. Are you, uh, are you ready to roll? I'm ready. All right, here we go. This one's more of a celebrity edition. Um, here we go. Number one, uh, the actor Dennis Hopper. I don't know if you know Dennis Hopper. Accidentally married his second cousin at the age of 24. Number two, Salvador Dali, the painter, used to carry a gun loaded with blanks, which he would fire at people that he found dull. Number three, Margot Robbie, the actress, is a trained unicyclist. Or number four, Dr. Ruth served as a sniper in the Army. So to recap again, the actor Dennis Hopper uh, accidentally married his second cousin at the age of 24. Number two, Salvador Dali used to carry a gun loaded with blanks in which he would fire at people he found dull. Uh, number three, Margot Robbie is a trained unicyclist. Or number four, Dr. Ruth served as a sniper in the Army. Wow. Uh, a lot to process. <laughs> I don't know, like... Three of the people that you yes, just that, that was the, that was the, uh, that was my uh, that was my concern. <laughs> uh, but I do know who Salvador Dali is, and okay. I am a big fan of his work. Mm -hmm. So I'm just gonna go with that one, just because you know, I know you who know who that is. is. Yeah, lock it in. Let's do it. No, that is incorrect. Oh, wow. Uh, that is incorrect. No, um, <laughs> somebody else did that. I'm not sure who it was that carried a. Um, was it Picasso? Might have been Pablo Picasso who did that. It was another oh, no, painter. Yeah, so that was literally That's me. sometimes what I do. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Pablo Picasso. Wow. Yes. Uh, uh, Dennis Hopper, uh, what you would know him from, uh, he was in a movie called Easy Ride. He was also in Speed. He was the villain in Speed, if you remember the movie Speed, uh, with Keanu Reeves, obviously. Nope. Okay. <laughs> no, no, that's not, I'm not going to really be and able to help you there. Dr. Ruth. Dr. Ruth served as a sniper in the army. That's the one we got there. But is that who the one is you want Dr. Ruth? Is that like the candy? No, Dr. Ruth is the uh, the, the sex therapist, the little lady. Oh, the Dr. lady. Dr. Ruth. She yes, has a, I do you know, know, very I heavy do accent. Know her. Yes. Um, okay, so Margot being a trained unicyclist. Margot Robbie from, uh, you know, uh, some, uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. You know who Margot Robbie is, right? Um, no. What? But <laughs> I will. I picked that one. I think that Margot they Robbie, are, you trained yeah. unicyclist. Yes, that's also incorrect. Wow, this, this uh, segment has gone sideways. Uh, Chantel, I, I gave her the celebrity. She's not big on celebrities. I'm not. I'm not big on celebrities, especially these people. So, well, okay. I, I, I guess we'll just uh, we'll move on. I, I, you know, I, I, it almost feels unfair if you don't know who the celebrities are. I will tell you, Doctor Ruth actually served as a sniper in the army. Wow, is there that right? I would have never yeah. got that, so I'm happy See? that you jumped in. That's why I, I wanted to save you. I wanted to save you from, uh, you know. Not embarrassment, but, to, you know, to, to, to drag it out any longer. There's no need to uh, to do so. Excellent. All right, there we go. Um, all right, we got one last one. If you, uh, This one has nothing to do uh, really with uh, any celebrities, so this one should be okay. And we can team up on this one between Julian and Chantel if you wish. Don't all answer at once. Yes, let's do, do it. Okay, we do yeah, wish. All right, that's together. Uh, here we go. Uh, Shakespeare. We have heard of Shakespeare, correct, Chantel? Yes, All right. we we're, have. We're gonna show, okay. Very familiar. Shakespeare killed off more characters than uh, Stephen King has even written. It's number one. Number two, students at MIT 
can become certified pirates. Number three, the country of Liechtenstein has only seven police officers. Or number four, the Chinese symbol for crisis is a combination of the symbols for danger and opportunity. So again, to recap, number one, Shakespeare killed off more characters in his books than Stephen King has ever written. And number two, students at MIT can become certified pirates. Number three, the country of Liechtenstein is so small it has only seven police officers. Or number four, the Chinese symbol for crisis is a combination of the symbols for danger and opportunity. Wow. These are getting harder by the week. You think? Yeah. All right. Julian, you you feel strongly about any of them here? Well, number four sounds almost poetic. <laughs> right. I feel like number two kind of sounds right. There's a lot okay. of Okay. Uh, number two, uh, MIT students can become pirates. Yeah. Okay. Might be something along there. You gonna you you gonna lock that one in? You know what? I am. Okay. Chantel, how about you? You're going to stick with uh, Julian? You're going to go off on your own? How do you feel? Uh, I'm going to go off on my own, even okay. though the MIT was my second First guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, was okay. That was your second guess. guess. I see. And I want to believe that there are seven author uh, officers in mm-hmm. Liechtenstein. Li- yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with Shakespeare. Shakespeare, Shakespeare killed off more characters than Stephen King has written. Okay. Locked it in. Uh, I will tell you, one of you is actually correct. And it is Julian. Yes. Uh, students at MIT can become certified pirates. Uh, They have to pass courses in pistol markmanship, archery, sailing, and fencing. But they can become uh, certified pirates. So there you go. Imagine imagine your kid gets into MIT and uh, they come to you. Well, what are you going to be majoring? Mathematics? Science? I'm going to become a certified pirate. All right. That sounds good. Sounds like a good use of money there. All right. So there you go, people. That is what I have learned this week on TikTok. And now because of this segment, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, uh, we'll continue to take your phone calls on the Jets, the Giants, but I do have a question for my Met fan friends. A lot has been going Well, actually, I guess not a lot has been going on with the Carlos Correa situation. And when it, it came out that, that Carlos Correa was signing with the Mets, there was great jubilation. But I do have a question. Now that we've gone about a week and there's not been any resolution. So I'll give you what that question is coming up next. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. weeks they're so precious there's so few of them you have to uh, adore them every single week and but week 17 i mean this is this is perfect and tomorrow this is a fun little game i like i got one of these uh the apple watches that counts your steps tomorrow is the perfect day to find how few a steps you can actually take in one day like you just plop yourself down in front of the couch at one o'clock and then you just stay there in almost like a vegetative state until you know the the the, the four o'clock games are over, and then you have the you know, obviously the the uh, the Sunday night as well. So and then Monday night, I mean, how, how good are the games this week? They're fantastic. So I would like to set the over under on like twelve hundred steps for the day tomorrow. I don't know if I can top that. 
that that might be uh, that might be too low. It might be you know in the two thousand range, but I'm shooting for it, people. I'm I'm trying. I would love an NFL Sunday where I take under a thousand steps. That would be like a, a really notable day. But uh, we'll see what we get this week. And the games are fantastic. And so it is now time for our week seventeen NFL picks. Hit the music there, Julian. Now, I should tell you, football fans, it's not too late to sign up for Cover 5. Cover 5 is a free-to-play pick'em game for season-long fun, and you get to compete against your friends, and you get to compete against your favorite 98.7 ESPN hosts. All you do, pick five games each week, best score against the spread wins 100 bucks. You can join the 98.7 ESPN League with the code NY22 on the Cover 5 app and the Cover5.com. And you can visit ESPNNewYork.com for full contest rules. Now, as I said there, you can compete against your favorite ESPN hosts. And here's the thing. We got like 1,700 people in our group. And we have been tracking and tabulating the, the, the mark for all season. And while it's been a little dicey here lately, I mentioned I think it was week 14 or week 15. I had a really bad week. I, I dropped out of the first spot among the hosts. But a nice week last week, a rebound week last week, and I have once again overtaken Don LaGreca for the first spot of the host, not of overall. But still, that's all I wanted. You know, again, it's not about beating Bill's Mafia 69-69. It's about beating the other hosts on the station so I can say that Gordon Damer show has the most accurate NFL picks of any show on 98.7 FM. And if you're wondering, you haven't signed up for Cover 5, I can tell you this right now. Chances are, if you signed up right now, right this moment, and you only picked, I don't know if they're going to do it in the playoffs, but if you only picked week 17 and week 18, and you did a a, a mediocre job, you would probably finish ahead of a lot of the hosts. Because what happens is if you get the games right, right, like however many points you are over the spread, you get those points and you move up the ranking. But if you if you have a, a game you picked and you're wrong and you got like blown out, you have negative points. And a lot of the hosts on the station have negative points for the station. So uh, for the, for the season. So I will tell you, I'm in first place right now. Out of like 1,700 people, I'm in 101st place. Not not great, but not terrible. Uh, I have kind of rebounded here. My my goal is to get back into the double digits. You know. Out of 1,700 people, I feel like if I finished 80th, that's pretty good. That's pretty solid. Uh, Don LaGreca currently 134, so he's still within striking distance. This is not over by any stretch of the imagination. One and two is a is a battle. The race for third place, I mean, that that, that th- those guys, th- I don't have to worry about that. They're way back there. I just to, to, you know, so the, the listeners are aware. Not for my own sake, but for the listeners. Michael K. currently in third. He's in uh, 328th place. Dan Grossa, 386. Rick, I think Rick has cashed it in. Remember that movie Bronx Tale? The guy Mush? Rick makes Mush look like Steve Wynn. I mean, it's it's been a rough NFL season for Rick's picks. He is uh, currently in uh, 505, 505th place. There's a second entry for K, Michael K, the Kester. That's at 614. I don't know if that's an official Michael K one, but it says the Kester. I don't think anybody else is going by the Kester. Uh, Dave is in 647th. Larry had a very strong week 16. I think the best of any of the hosts. He's still, again, it's he's starting to close grounds. It's going to take a lot of closing, but he's in 722nd. And then there's a Rosenberg Radio, who I think has cashed in the chips. 
He's in uh, 1,133rd place. So now, now you know where things stand. Now on to the picks for Week 17. Let's start with the Jets. Jets at Seattle. Jets minus 2.5 on the Cover 5 app. Well, look, last time we did the picks on the air, I said I felt like the Jets season had another turn. Everyone was down on them. Everyone was down on Zach Wilson. And on that one, I was wrong. Uh, They did not have another turn against the Jaguars. They did not have another turn with Zach Wilson. But I think with Mike White back at the helm, I think this is the week things turn around. Look, the Seahawks are reeling. I mentioned earlier the defense has been uh, bad here, especially in the last month. If the Jets' running game is ever going to get going again, this would be the time. And with Mike White... The, you know, like when Zach Wilson is in there, the other team is like saying, you know what? We don't think you can throw the ball, so we're just going to stack the line and you're not going to be able to run. Seahawks' run defense the last month is, is 30th in the NFL. So I think this is the time where things are going to turn around for the Jets. And with Jet fans, there's only two states Jet fans exist in. They are either in the state of we are going to the Super Bowl or they're in the state of everything stinks and fire everyone. I think they're about to get back on their Super Bowl bandwagon. So... Jets, minus two and a half. Love the Jets this week. Give me the Jets. I like to generally try and pick the two local games. This is not a game I love because the Giants as favorites you generally avoid. And But this game feels like a celebration. Giants are minus five against Indy at home on the Cover 5 app. Well, look, the Colts, since that win against the Raiders in Jeff Saturday's first game, they had a close game against the Eagles. But they've lost five straight. They, they blew that 33-point lead. They got embarrassed by the Cowboys in that fourth quarter that night. Monday night, they scored, what, three points with Nick Foles. This feels like a Giants bust-out kind of performance. I keep waiting for the Giants to score 30 points. I think this could be the week because I think Indy has kind of cashed in the chips. So give me the Giants minus the five. Now, I am not an expert on everything. I'm not an expert on most things. One thing I am an expert in is the Miami Dolphins. What have I told you all year? What have I told you? Some people say it's not good to tell you to say I told you so. I told you so. I've been saying it all season long. I'm like the guy who, uh, you remember the, the, the first Friday the 13th, the old guy who tells the kids not to go up to Camp Crystal Lake? That's me. I'm the old guy telling you the Dolphins are not for real. I tried to warn you, especially Dolphin fans, who are so arrogant and so ignorant. They're, they're arrogant and ignorant at the same time. They should know better. This is a loser organization that will fail every single solitary time. But here's the thing. Making the playoffs just to prove that they don't belong on the same field as a playoff, a real playoff team... That is so on brand for the Miami Dolphins. It has been 23 years since the Dolphins last won a playoff game. Won a playoff game. They've made the playoffs four times in those last 23 years. They've been outscored 104 to 24. So would it shock me if the Dolphins made the playoffs only to get destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs? No. I mean, mean, that's the best of the outcomes. I mean, let's be honest. That's the best of the outcomes. But I've been saying it all along that I don't know the final form it will take, but I know it's like rooting for Wiley Coyote to catch the Roadrunner. It's never going to happen. 
Sometimes he's going to run into the, the mountain that's painted like a tunnel. Sometimes he's going to run off the side of the cliff and hang in midair for a second. Sometimes it's going to be a bouquet of flowers that's made of dynamite. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I know the Dolphins are going to fail. The only thing that's preventing me from jumping up both feet on the bandwagon of, of, of misery and failure with this team is their over-under is 8.5, and, and I have the under, so it would not shock me at all if they won one of these games, and I would not be shocked if they won tomorrow just to, to completely tank it up and have the end result being losing to the Jets at uh, the, 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 the final game of the season. But I think that the, the Dolphins have been figured out. Mike McDaniel's offense has been figured out, and... Uh, Bill Belichick will be able to go to town on that in New England against the Patriots. So give me New England minus the two and a half points on the Cover 5 app. Also, I love all these people. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is pretty good. People have not watched Teddy Bridgewater in a very... Teddy Bridgewater at his best was a game manager. He's not a superstar quarterback. It's terrible. It's great he's been able to come back from the injury, but let's not get carried away with how great Teddy Bridgewater is. All right, moving on. That was pick uh, number three. Number four, Niners, Raiders, Niners minus six. And, uh, minus six. Uh, on the cover five. I've been riding with the Niners a little bit here. Uh, They've won eight in a row. Six of those wins have been double digits. This could very well be the Brock Purdy game where he looks like, you know, the final pick of the draft. But I I just feel like the Raiders are a mess. Jared Stidham, I I don't know. To me, this feels like the Raiders are tanking. That's what it feels like. Like right now, I think they're like seventh or eighth in the draft if the draft were to take place tomorrow. If they lose a couple more games, obviously it could be a top five pick. Maybe they find their quarterback and, and they, you know, more for the long term. This feels like an absolute tank job by the Vegas Raiders. So give me the Niners, who will be more than happy to scoop up that win. And I will lay the six points. And then trying to find the fifth game was a little difficult this week. Uh, I just took a look and I said, you know, when was the last time? I look at Packers home for the Vikings, Green Bay minus three. When was the Latin? Richard Manhattan always has good things like this. When was the last time a 12-win team was underdogs against a team below 500 where the starting quarterback was there. Like, it wasn't some weird injury where you're going to have to play some third-string guy who's never played before. 12-win team on the road against the team in the in the Packers who are under 500, but yet the Packers are favored by three. I'm going to ride with Green Bay, you know, the outside elements, the 4 o'clock element with, uh, with Kirk Cousins. Give me Green Bay for another week. Maybe I'm being shaded by the fact that I watched them, uh, you know, eat up the Dolphins and, and just pick off passes that were thrown directly to them. But, yes, for my fifth game this week, I will take Green Bay minus the three. All right, so those are your Week 17 NFL picks on the, the Gordon Damer Show. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go back out to the phones here. We'll uh, squeeze in a couple more here before the break. Malik is in uh, Brooklyn. Malik, you're next up on ESPN. Hey, Malik, what's going on, man? I'm I'm doing good, Gordon. First of all, a young lady, Chantel, who's answering the phone, she's doing a fantastic job. Fantastic job. So I want to shout out. Speaking of great jobs, Gordon, this is the first time I got to speak with you. I love you, Dolo, but I also love you with your man, Larry Hardesty, as a duo. I love yes. the synergy. I don't know where Larry is today. Maybe we'll call him up for the last segment, get him working again. You know, it's it's outrageous. This guy has the has a Saturday off. You know, I'm carrying the load here by myself. 
<laughs> it's the new year, Gordon, you know? Yes. <laughs> and Gordon, uh, Carlos Correa, real quick, because I got two points I want to make real quick. One one Mets, one Jets, if it's okay. Um, Carlos Correa, I'm a Mets fan, but Gordon, I'm not as enamored with Mr. Uh, Correa as uh, most of my fellow Mets fans are, especially with him in orange and blue or the occasional black uniform, Gordon, the hyped-up one for the next decade or so. Um, I have no problem with Eduardo Escobar or the Brett Beatty call-up. Uh, I think we can get uh, we won't he, we won't get the same production, but I would counter that deal that five to set with a five to seven year deal and opt out after three and six respectively, Gordon, with a higher annual sticker of maybe let's say forty mil. So let's say forty mil for five years. That's two hundred m, and he can take it or he can leave it or we can keep it pushing. That's with Correa, and uh, Gordon, if you have time with the Jets, it's just yeah. one other thing. Uh, Jordan, on the Jets, I really still think that Jet Brass, uh, in particular the GM and ownership, they do not value assess Mike White as much as uh, the way that I think I think they're undervaluing him. Absolutely, uh, the way his teammates, the majority of the few of the fan base, and some of your colleagues in the media like you, Mr. Gordon, and uh, because and I think it's all because of the stupid pedigree stuff and the ego. And I really think that if the Jets don't look at this guy, he's a plus 60% passer completion ratio. He's only 27 years old. He's an inspirational leader. You can't undervalue that visceral effect in the locker room. He's cerebral. And Gordon, more importantly, before I close, he's going to work his butt off in terms of work ethic because he knows he's not the quote-unquote most talented guy. But he's going to want to maximize and optimize every bit of his God-given talent. And the Jets will regret, Gordon, if he's not on the center for the next year or years to come afterwards. Gordon, get at me, baby. All right, Malik. Well, look, uh, thanks for the call. Uh, nice, kind words. I appreciate that. Um, well, look, my, uh, Mike White has two games here to kind of prove the, the Jets organization wrong. And uh, if he wants to be here long-term, if he wants to get signed to a contract, the best thing he can do is go out there and ball out these next two weeks. These are two winnable games. And with high-level quarterback play, these are very winnable games. You know, even going on the road back-to-back weeks, I know that's difficult, but uh, go out there, play out of your mind, and get the Jets a couple of wins, and who knows, maybe get you into the playoffs. And then, you know, the road to him sticking around is the long-term solution. Then maybe that that kind of expands a little bit. But if he goes out here and either doesn't play that well, uh, you know, either one of these two games uh, or gets hurt again, yeah, it's pretty clear the Jets organization does not – they're not really big believers in uh, in Mike White or have not been big believers in Mike White up until this point. Uh, and case in point, the fact that he wasn't starting, you know, the first three weeks of the, game, of the year when, when Zach Wilson was out. And I'll say this, in, in fairness to the Jets organization, if you're telling me – I don't know how these next two games are going to turn out. But if you're telling me I got to get this quarterback decision right after this year – I would be more likely to go with a more established guy than Mike White myself. Now, he has the chance to change my mind. Go out there and prove it this week. Go out there and prove it next week. Go out and win a couple of games against a couple of winnable opponents. If he does that, well, then he has the chance to stick around. If he doesn't, well, then, you know, all the names that have been brought up here over the last uh, couple of weeks, last month or so, they'll get brought up again. And I think the, the main one is going to be Derek Carr because it's clear Derek Carr is more than likely not going to be back with Vegas. And to me, that is a better quarterback than the Jets have had in a very long time. In terms of Carlos Correa, 
Uh, I get that, you know, Met fans like the guys they already have. If Carlos Correa is healthy, it's not a question. It's just a question of not what, you know, you believe that this guy's going to be healthy over the length of the contract. And when it's a 12-year contract, very few guys are going to be healthy, never mind guys who have already failed two physicals in one offseason. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number coming up. We'll blitz through the calls. If it's Jets, if it's Giants, if it's Mets, if it's Yankees, if it's Knicks, we got to touch on the Knicks as we lead into Knicks pregame coming up at 6.30, and we'll hit the phones next. It is the Gordon Tamer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, no uh, Jalen Brunson as the Knicks try to end this losing skid. And uh, before we go back to the phones, uh, you know, it, Knicks have followed up the eight straight wins with what is it now, five straight losses. And it kind of tells you where you're at as a fan. By what were you more surprised by? Were you more surprised by the win streak or were you more surprised by the losing streak? Now, I get it. The, the five straight losses, some of those losses, uh, they, you know, it feels like that should not. Obviously, the Dallas one, the Spurs loss, that shouldn't happen. But um, I think clearly the win streak is more surprising. And you see Nick fans like, oh, how can they be losing like this? How, you know, Tibbs has got to go and all this stuff again. This is where the Knicks are at. This is, this is who they are. They are who they said they are. This is who they are. They are, uh, best case, a play-in tournament kind of team. There are five teams in the East that are clearly superior. Maybe they could get to six if everything were to break right. But this is not a team that's going to have this huge jump this year. The moves that they made, bringing in Brunson has been a good signing. Grimes is turning into an important piece. Randall playing well. That's good. That's nice. But this is it. This is how they drew it up. It's not terrible. It's not truly a contender, but it's, a, it's, it's likely a play-in kind of team. It's way better than when this regime got here. It's way better than it was last year. And there's going to be tweaks here before the trade deadline. I'm sure Cam Reddish will move. I'm sure they'll try to find some place for Fournier or Derrick Rose. But, you know, this is kind of it, – it's, it's, uh, it's upsetting that after the eight straight wins, you, you've basically given it all straight back. But this is kind of the team uh, that, the, that the, the Knicks are. It's just the, the way it is. Also, just one thing before we go back to the phones on the, uh, on the Yankees. Remember at the press conference for Judge, they kept making a point of saying, we're not done, we're not done. Now, they did go out and get to, signed Willie Calhoun today, and they uh, made a deal for Billy McKinney. I don't think that that's what they meant when they said that they were not done, but I just wanted to find out if that still applied, that they're not done. Because I'd like, I'd like for them not to be done, but it kind of feels like they're done. kind of feels like they're done. All right, let's go to the phones here. Qu- uh, squeeze in a couple here. Eric is in Jersey. Eric, go, my man. Gordon, what's up, brother? I'm good, man. What's going on? What do you got? I just wanted to shoot three quick PowerPoints by you about the Jets. All right, give it to me quick. All right. Uh, one, I think that the Jets may be in contention. Uh, everybody's talking about uh, Carr, but what about Lamar Jackson coming to the Jets? Uh, two, uh, we do have some draft capital. And we're pretty heavy on the D-line. I could see Carl Lawson maybe being in a trade with Mosley and maybe us moving up and getting Bryce Young. Uh, And lastly – I mean, you're not trading those uh, guys. Those guys are cap casualties more than anything. But go ahead. Give me the third um, one. My last one here is I think a dark horse that could be a a, a savior to us would be Gardner Minshew. And I think that he doesn't get talked uh, about enough. I'll leave you with that. All right. 
All right, Eric, thanks for the phone call. Uh, yeah, I don't think that Lamar Jackson is a real possibility. I think that's a bit of a pipe dream. I don't think that uh, Baltimore would allow him to to get out of there. Um, uh, the second thing about the, the draft moving up, you know, <laughs> it's very nice of you. We will give you uh, Carl Lawson, and uh, we will give you C.J. Mosley, and you give us the number one. I don't think that that's the that, – that. and look, the Jets can't go down that road again, right? You can't go down the rookie quarterback road again. You got to go out the, this time. If they go out and find a quarterback, the 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 answer the question they have to answer is they got to get the guy who's got the safest floor. They got to get a guy who's not going to implode, who can't play the position. You go into the draft, it's a complete crapshoot. You have to go the veteran route. Now, of the names that we know that are available, it would seem like to me Derek Carr would be pretty high up on the list. That's a guy who can play quarterback. He might not be top five. He not might top seven but in a good environment he might be top 10 I don't know and that's a guy who can clearly play the position and play the position at a far higher level than Jet fans have seen it cracks me up Jet fans haven't been to the playoffs in forever haven't had a quarterback in forever they're cheering on this guy and that guy and like, well Derek Carr I don't know I don't know about Derek Carr I don't know if that's good enough they're like the people at the deli counter when they're cutting off the slices of meat I'm like, mm, let me let me try this little bit of roast beef. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't believe I will get a half pound of the roast beef today. I believe I will go with the bull. I, like, yes, he's far better than anybody you guys have had in forever. Forever. And what was the last one? Gardner Minshew. If if that's the, uh, I mean, as a Dolphin fan, please God, please God, let the Jets go out and solve the quarterback by going and signing Gardner Minshew. Oh my God. Oh, 2023 might be the happiest year I will ever have on this planet. Oh, that would be fantastic. Would be fantastic. You know what was fantastic? This show today. What a great job. Great job by Julian. Great job by Chantel. Great job by most of the callers. Be safe tonight. Be careful. Behave yourselves. And we'll see you Monday with Larry. Gordon Damer Show out. Knicks basketball coming up next.